Welcome to the St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Week Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the second week of Easter. Welcome and Happy Easter, Your Excellency. Happy Easter. Yes, we celebrate this joy of Easter for 50 days, so Happy Easter is right. You know, last week you asked us to enter into this Easter season in a deeper fashion, and you even suggested making sure that we were tracking with and reading the daily readings, the different experiences that we all had through Scripture of Christ's resurrection. Yes, and um, so last week during the octave of Easter, the daily Gospels were the accounts of the resurrection, and um, there's so much power and uh, so much that can connect us with the experience of the disciples. Jesus meets Mary in her grief. Don't we all have moments of grief? Jesus meets Peter on uh, you know, while he's out fishing in his daily uh, daily chores, you might say, in his daily activities. He finds us where we are. Um, he, he appears to Peter in the eleven. When they're afraid, he comes, steps, he breaks through the barriers to, to, to stand before them and offer them peace, shalom. Um, he appears to Thomas in his doubt. He appears to the disciples on, uh, um, on the road to Emmaus who were walking away from Jerusalem constantly. Jesus, we can identify with all those, all those things. You know that that sense of giving up, that sense of um, pushing and pushing and all for naught. Somehow or another, Jesus meets us in those moments and shows us that he really is alive and that that makes a difference. I was struck by a homily that I heard at St. Paul about St. Thomas, Thomas, the doubting Thomas, that he was not with the others. He had kind of separated himself. Now, of course, we don't know if he did that actively or it was just a happenstance, but... Um, I think that was an interesting insight, and sometimes we do do that. We we separate ourselves, either in grief or in despair, and when we do that, we start to doubt a little bit more. That's a very good insight. It's true. For whatever reason it was, whether it be a practical reason or um, an emotional reason, you're right. He was not with. And, um, you know, today, these days, too, we read the Acts of the Apostles, and today's reading talks about um, one of the early disciples, one of the early leaders in the church now after the resurrection, whose name was Joseph, who was also known as Barnabas, son of encouragement. <laughs> you know, we, there's something we do through our encounter with the risen Christ that we encourage, we build one another up. And so if we separate ourselves, yeah, that's, again, for whatever reason, um, we become vulnerable. We become vulnerable to doubt or to fear. Well, we entered into the Easter celebration for the Easter octave. Uh, I know that you had your own experiences, but we welcomed many people into our Catholic faith on Easter. Time of Lent and Easter is is very much a focus on the sacrament of baptism. Um, you know, the roots of Lent are really the um, intense preparation for those who would be baptized at Easter at the Easter Vigil, and um, and really, if, if you look at some of the prayers of the Church during these days, you, they, they, they speak of the resurrection, but they also speak very much about baptism. They speak very much about 
um, the new members of the church. Um, and so this time, one of the fruits of the resurrection is belonging to Christ through baptism. And one of the fruits of the resurrection. So we celebrate um, Jesus' resurrection by celebrating that sacrament of his resurrection. In baptism, we die and rise with Christ. And so, um, so we, we, it's, it, it was a time of great joy that we welcomed all the, all the newly baptized. I had the chance to baptize two people here at the cathedral. I know um, I've spoken to priests who had similar experiences. And there's sort of a joy and, uh, and a certain fervor that we find um, with the newly baptized. And I think they can help inspire all of us. Um, after all, if you've died with Christ, you, we also have risen with him. And on Sunday, we celebrated Divine Mercy Sunday, the last day of the Easter octave. How did you spend your day? Oh, it was a great day. Um, you know, yeah, Divine Mercy Sunday, a gift of Pope John Paul, the Pope St. John Paul II, um, yeah, and uh, through the visions of St. Faustina. Um, I spent my day in, in parishes and in prayer. We, The missionary servants of the Word, the uh, sisters and the priests who serve in um, our some of our Spanish-speaking parishes, particularly in St. Stephen and St. Agnes, where the priests are, but also in Christ the King and in other places, the MSP sisters, they had a weekend retreat for vocations. And they had young people from all around the country, or at least on the eastern portion of the country, who came to Columbus and uh, participated in a, a, a two-day retreat um, and when it was for vocations and really about service in the church. And um, so my day on Sunday began with, uh, with, with them, uh, with morning prayer with them, a chance I had breakfast with them, a chance to talk with them a little bit and, uh, and encourage them. And then um, I, was off, I was, Father Stash invited me. I uh, heard confessions at Holy Family Church, and, uh, and then I had a, a beautiful celebration at the 3 o'clock hour um, at St. Christopher, where I blessed a new image of the Divine Mercy, and you know, we have the Palatine Fathers there who are going to really promote and keep this as a center of divine mercy. Um, and uh, and so, uh, you know, we had the holy hour, the prayer before the Blessed Sacrament, the divine mercy chaplet, um, novena, and uh, and then ma- holy mass. So it was a rich, full day. But, you know, you know, we spoke about some of the fruits of our Lent together, some of our work, real presence, real future. But there's something more going on. It's not just our work that God seems to be doing something else. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit does more than we can ever imagine. It's not really our labors, but it's it's God uh, working underneath what, whatever it is that we're doing. And so I, I don't know about um, everybody's experience, but boy, uh, the experience in uh, Holy Family and St. Christopher was just extraordinary um, that sense of uh, the appreciation of the sacrament of reconciliation that we experienced during Holy Week um, continued. Many many people approaching um, that that great sacrament. People were praying before the Blessed Sacrament, and um, and then there were different prayers like the Rosary and Divine Mercy Chaplet. Um, all wonderful 
wonderful things, but you could see the Holy Spirit moving the hearts of so many faithful. And that's just a snapshot of um, what's probably happened all over the diocese and of what I experienced really through the year in the diocese um, with the tremendous faith of so many people. And, you know, as we prepare for reconciliation, and I think you're right, there's been a an amazing movement of the Holy Spirit here locally in the Diocese of Columbus with many more people coming to the Sacrament of Reconciliation and understanding its true beauty and um, its healing, not so much the uh, maybe the misconceptions that might have arisen over the last several years. Do you have any advice on how we can best examine our own conscience before we receive that great healing? Um, I would say... Most examines of conscience begin with a sense of gratitude. So we begin by recognizing the great, the extraordinary love of God. And we begin by recognizing the gift of his great mercy. So if, if we start by looking at how bad I am. Well, first of all, that may or may not be true. <laughs> um, and and so on the one hand, we can start to excuse ourselves or we can start to beat ourselves up. We begin by recognizing that we are incredibly loved by God. And then you ask, now, how did I respond to that love? And where where do I need to respond to that love? Where do I need to open my heart to that love? And then you go through... Yeah, there are different guides out there. Um, many of them are based on the Ten Commandments. Um, but you, there are ways we could look at our relationships and just say, where, where have I hurt somebody? You know, keep in mind the two great commandments, love God and love your neighbor. How have I loved God? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, take into account how much God loves me and say, have I made God the center of my life? Is God first, or do other things get in the way? And then, um, you know, what, then you then, and then you go through the, that part of the list. My, am I, uh, am I faithful to the commandments of of God? Keep respecting His name, keeping holy the Sabbath, um, making God central. Then, and then, when you recognize how much you love God and where you could grow there, you you look at, um, at your love of neighbor. And, you know, begin begin at home. <laughs> mm. <laughs> begin with the people closest to you. Um, begin, you know, certainly with your family, but maybe if there's a caregiver, uh, you know, how do we treat the people? How do we treat the people we work with? Mm. How do we treat the people we see every day? Uh, and then, and then you just keep expanding that list. So, but uh, I always begin with. Um, that love of God. And then, you know, the other thing I would just add, when you begin with that love of God, also pray, say, Jesus, give me the insight. Give me the insight to see my need for forgiveness so that I can open myself up to your grace. Ask him for help even there. Bishop Brennan, you mentioned uh, having that um, that uh, that love start at home. You talk about how to best prepare for uh, reconciliation. And if um, if somebody was participating in 
the Divine Mercy Sunday, they don't have to necessarily go to confession on that day if it's not practical. It's just within a reasonable amount of time. Uh, can you kind of confirm that? I know that there's been some discussions yes. about that. Yes. Well, you know, it, it, well, we, don't, we don't lock God into human machinations. God, but we, we, God it, it reveals that need for reconciliation. So, um, it, it, right, it, it doesn't have to be that very day because some, that would just be physically impossible for mm-hmm. everyone to do that. Um, but it's a good day because we're sort of disposed to it. God is free to bestow his mercy, and he chose to bestow his mercy through the Sacrament of Reconciliation. So whether it be the day before or even your Easter confession, you know, many people go during Holy Week, um, but but then you want to live within that grace of God. Um, and uh, But yes, uh, we, we don't want to turn God's grace into... This is going to sound kind of harsh. We don't want to turn God's grace into superstition. Mm-hmm. We want to we, we want to be faithful to what God asks of us, and we want to um, recognize His goodness and generosity and respond to that. Does that make sense? I think it does. Uh, again, I just come up a, a few times with some of my friends and some of the callers here at the station, and I think that clarity helps all of us. Um, rely more on and trust more deeply in the love of Christ and that it's uh, beyond time in many in many ways. Right. Exactly. Bishop Brennan, would you like to close us with a prayer and a blessing? Sure. I close with the Regina Chaley, the prayer of Easter, the prayer that call, uh, call, re, the church rejoices with Mary in the resurrection of her son. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Queen of heaven, rejoice. Alleluia. Son whom you merited to bear. Alleluia. Has risen as he said. Alleluia. Pray for us to God. Alleluia. Rejoice and be glad, O Virgin Mary. Alleluia. For the Lord is truly risen. Alleluia. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us, Bishop Brennan, for this weekly Faith Dialogue on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio during the second week of Easter. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.